Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. At Leia Healthcare, we always want to give our members more. So now you get unrestricted access to a world of benefits that will help you stay healthy. From convenient video calls with a GP to get prescriptions online, to easy access to experts when you finally want to do something about your ropey knee or dodgy back. And if you do need to see someone urgently, our clinics are available for minor injuries, all without you needing to put your hand in your pocket. Let's stay on top of your health, in every way. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Insurance provided by Ellipse Insurance Limited Trading as Leia Healthcare. Leia Healthcare Limited Trading as Leia Healthcare and Leia Life is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Unrestricted benefits are available until the end of December. Fair usage policy applies. Yes, what I guess we've got, been desperate to get him on for ages, Ian Black, thanks very much for coming on, mate. Oh, thanks for having me. How you doing, all right? Aye, could be better, but you know, <laughs> getting there. Getting still there. kicking a ball? Trying. Um, the legs are still giving me as much as they good, like, well, giving me what I can, but I've always said I'll play until I can't move. Trinette Juniors? Aye, back to where I grew up, really. Um, it's good, just enjoy it. Nice Do you get stress. a laugh of boys, or are you still angry, man? Everyone I've spoke to by the book, you said angry man. No, I'm an angry man. I just, uh, just hate getting beat, eh? Mm-hmm. Like, you can just call it small man syndrome, eh? But nah, just angry all the time, right? <laughs> uh, we're in Edinburgh, obviously, as well. Um, I've worn my stony just in case it, it kicks off for you. You're fitting in this side, then. You still get it walking about the streets, isn't it? Ah, it's murder. Sometimes, like, like this side of the, the town, anyway, I'll know, like, float about here too much. Um, but nah, you get it, eh? But I just laugh now. Like, retired a couple of years and that was years ago eh? so now you always get your idiots popping up here and there because it's a hibs club that you actually go to for a drink isn't it i do have my um partner's mother's into soul soul music and that so lynn she takes me along to um the hibs supporters club so me and the other half go along and uh, i got like pally with one of our mum's pals uh, a boy called Dougie moody um, and he took me through one night to the to the bar and he said oh come and meet my pals and he's like a staunch hibs guy right so I was like a wee bit weary at first, so I went through honestly. So you've got these four old pensioners sitting, four old buddies that obviously go and support them every week. Three of them shake my hand and then can this old daft, I'm not shaking your fucking hand. <laughs> so I was like, eh. But I thought, I said, I've not got my paint, I've not got the paintbrush, mate, you can shake my fucking hand, eh? And, but nah, she still get it, but I just, I enjoy it. 
Yeah, you like born, it. Aye, aye. Aye. Do you miss that? Like being playing for Hearts and getting the banter with the Hibs fan? I do, yeah, because like. Oh, so I was hated everywhere, eh? Really. <laughs> did, like, does, did that bother you, thought? No, nah, I just loved For some reason, I liked it. And I think it sort of got, made me play better, eh? Right. Because people were like, how do you put up with it? And I was like, just, just, it just blanks out, eh? And if you're doing something well, and they're shouting just your name, mm. you must be doing something right. Exactly. Uh, brilliant. Right, as you say, grew up in Chinen. Big Jambo grew up? Aye, my old man obviously played there. Uh, yeah. Aye. What a player I've done my research, mate. Starting to say like, didn't he? Aye, aye. aye. Um, I've not really... I didn't go into it too much because I was here to retire through injury. Um, so, I didn't can. He's never really actually sat down and spoke to me about his career or anything like that. Um, just wee bits and bobs, like. So, I did hear through the grapevine and people that have played with him and that saying he was a better player. Fullback, wasn't he? Aye. Uh -huh. mm. So, would he take you to, to football when you were younger? He would, aye. He was the one that got me involved um, as a kid. Um, and my mum, but also my dad took the teams and stuff like that, but the two of them, you know, took me wherever I needed to go. And did you go to uh, Hearts games every Saturday? No, I never, since I was a kid, to be fair, um, probably nine, ten, my old man, we ended up getting a season ticket for Old Trafford. Oh, did you, right? Um, me, my brother and my old man, so we've still got them to this day. So we used to go down there uh, every Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, whatever. And then obviously when I made senior, it obviously changed. Um, but no, no so much. It's always at boys club level, we used to be ball boys. At Tynecastle, did you, right? At Tynecastle boys club, I ended up playing me. Right. So that the perk with playing name was, you'd go and get a chance to be a ball boy, eh? So that was the only time we really got a lot so of So when you are ball boy, did you get to speak to the first team players or was it...? No, nah, not so much that. It was just, you know, you used to just love going to the games and mm. your highlight was, you know, if you got the ball at the side eh, and you were handing it back to them, they were like, ah, you go into the wee... Like changing them after at half time, like get your pie in that, you'd be like buzzing off each other. So oh, I've just gave him the ball. Oh, uh -huh. Who was it? Who were the big players at that time when you were ball boy? Remember? Just John Robertson, Gary McKay, and all stuff like that. Uh, Russi and all that. Uh, I think because I think I was a ball boy. Like when Henrik Larsson and that were playing, I was like a young boy then. Oh, so that uh, was good to always say. Um, like just getting that opportunity to do that. Eh? Yeah. Uh, so Blackburn, how did that come about? Was it playing for Tynecastle that, that Blackburn spotted you? No, I think, well, I was floating about boys clubs, but I ended up like that initiative league. I ended up floating about for like... Wait a minute, that's not the polis for you, is it? I hope not. I've not done anything <laughs> wrong this time. But no, I ended up, I think, floating about between like Hibs, St Johnston and Hearts, like that initiative league. Because um, they all knew I was going down south. I was always made my mind up when I was honest with them all, I'm, like, I'm going down south. Why was that? Why did you want to go down south so much? Well, when I was a kid, Hearts didn't really actually offer me anything. Youth. Uh, Hibs did. Alex McLeish pulled me in. Um, and I didn't, I just, to this day I still didn't understand it. Like, they only offered me a year's contract. And I was like, but then you've had all the other teams in England, like your Blackburn and all that. I ended up choosing there, but like Sunderland and all that, they were offering like four year deals. And I'm like, why, why are you only offering me a year? Mm. But then you've got these clubs offering three and four. Whereas, you never know, like, if they had did, maybe offer me three or four, there was, you know, like, I could have maybe been there, but obviously I knew a few of the boys in the squad at Blackburn, a year older than me, and that sort of, like, swayed my way to go there. Did you play with Bruni at Hibs? Scott Brown? I did, I, we were in the sort of youth sides uh, together, I think. About a year or two years I was, me and Bruni played in the... Two like, years centre midfield? Aye, I can't remember if he was centre mid or wide right, he used to play, aye. Did you just get on it, huh? I mean, we were great. 
Like, I, like, I say if I meet Bruno up the street and that, like, up there in the town and that, for a drink and that, I'd, I'd stand away and chat away with him. Uh-huh. Uh, were you still, were you the same player back when you were young? Was it a tough midfielder? Aye. I just... Uh... Who was it that got that into? Was it your dad that said to you, you need to be tough? Aye, like, I couldn't be lying on the floor with a broken leg, man, and you just hear my dad in the back going, fuck all wrong, you get up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, stuff like that. So, like, it's just grooving me. Um, like, even my wee brother, like, he played as a kid. Uh, ended up St Johnson and that, but all those things went the wrong way and he can dislocate one of his knees, eh? he's lying in a heap and he just my old man in the background, fucking get up. <laughs> like they, until he went over and seen his leg eh? and I'm like so it just stuff like that, eh? just made sure like you're out there and you make sure you're going to do a job. Eh? But like you say like that Walter win that you had, that, that's gone now, eh? you don't really get players like that anymore. No, because of the way the game is, eh? you can't even you can't tackle now. Does that annoy you? Aye, because it's a physical game, eh? It's, it's, it's getting to the point where it's going to be like, no, no, no tackle at all, eh? Just run him, like, touch fucking football or something. Mm-hmm. See, but, when you played centre midfield, was that always your first thought? Get a, get a hard tackle on your direct opponent early doors? Aye, just, just to let him know I was there. Um, and you knew, through obviously playing against everybody in the league, um, what ones would come back and what ones wouldn't they? So if you, I always thought it was authority early, and you would just, on the show, eh? Uh, right, Blackburn. Gordon Greer was there, Gary Harkins was there, and the other Scottish... Uh, Hodgie went down, didn't he? Brian Hodgie. Hodgie, uh-huh. Brian Hodgie how, Hodgie how, was it, how was it doing at Blackburn? Because you stay in the training ground, don't you? Aye, aye. So what... It was great, because there was actually... I don't know, a, big, a boy called Kieran Renton, um, Alan Morgan, and Adam Nelson. They were three boys that were the year above me, but they went down, they were off like Newton Grange and Musselburgh. Then obviously me, Jeebs, um, and we Hodge were doing the Hodge came the year after me and Gaz. Um, but they used to have the 17-18s in one house at the academy. But so I think it's all changed now. They swapped the first team round. Right. And then also you got that wee bit of freedom when you were the, the 19s, you would go down to the it was like a sort of like big massive house. And that you'd get your own space whereas the 17-18s had like a family inside it. Right. Was it carnage? Carnage was not the word. <laughs> like <laughs> It would be a, it's a corridor, so you'd be in twos in a room, um, and guys would back me on this like I can't what I can't remember if he was on the bottom floor or the top floor actually. So it was just like in twos, so you'd have the corridor down the and the corridor upstairs, and the riots we used to have fire extinguishers, milk, milk fights <laughs> along the corridors, like to the point honestly, like the family would be coming out going mental, the place would be a wreck. Oh, but. Just there, like, looking back now, you can't get away with stuff like the stuff we used to get, the initiation and that. What was your initiation? <laughs> we had a few. Um, the first one, you had to sing a song. But the worst one, <laughs> they put, they had a table. So they had a room upstairs in these digs and the, the 19s would come up, right? And the 18s would be like, right, young boys, in this fucking room now. So you'd be, we'd all be shit, honestly, the sweat would be running down, we'd say, oh, like, what, 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 Sit against that wall, so you'd have all the simultaneous here. Honestly, like kids, man, sitting against this wall. Get a partner. So I was like, what the fuck's going on here, man? <laughs> so I ended up being with Alex Bruce. And it was like, get stripped Steve to Bruce's your... Steve Bruce's boy, huh? Aye, uh-huh. he's like, right, get stripped to your boxers. So I was like, looking at each other going, fuck. <laughs> fuck it, on the table. Sex precision. <laughs> but you had to make noises and everything, eh? So you're there and all these 18s, 19s are sitting there and Honestly, the worst day, that was probably the worst week of my life, uh-huh. the initiation. But like, then when you were 19, you were doing it to the... No, seven. we were buzzing, because I was like, that was it. Oh, so once a week, two weeks was over, we were like, can I wait for next season? 
And then all of a sudden, the form boy started to come. And the manager scared. pulled us in and goes, look, can't do that anymore. So we were devastated. <laughs> so it was funny, Steve. Who was the manager at the time? Soonest? Soonest, aye. How was he? Don't know. Do you never get to? He phoned me when I first signed. And the youth was the youth and didn't really take any. They were the youth. He said that? No, but he just... What did he, what did he say when he phoned you? I can't He just saw us congratulate, congratulations, like signing and that, and hopefully maybe I'll see you and stuff like that. But then you went down and... Nah. That was that. The youth for the youth, and you stay there, and that's it. Uh -huh. What about first team players? Who were good? Who were good lads in the first team? All of them. All the first team had respect for the kids. Eh? Um, even like your Dwight Yorks, Andy Cole, uh, David Dunn was the best. He used to come up and join in training. What um, in the youth team training? Aye, because he came through the academy. Right. So he sort of like knew these roots and. He's a um, proper player as well, isn't he? Oh, get him, what a guy as well. Right. Um, good guy. Like, I'd still speak to him if I'd seen him and that. Would he take the young lads out as well at night, nights out and that? He wouldn't take us out. Christmas nights out at the stadium and that. They, they I remember one year, um, obviously we get parked in the corner, don't you? Kids right. using the corner, first team are theirs, but you know, Dunny and uh, a few of the boys looked after us. We weren't supposed to be drinking, eh? But I think they just told the bar woman, look, just make sure their table's never empty. So at one point there was honestly you couldn't see any of the table for drinks. No ever start coaches and that sitting, but obviously we just throw a few of them in like but no the first team were a good bunch of guys like yeah, top players as well, eh? Aye, because you had like two guys and how good was he? Ah, genius man. Like honestly and that like even like strikers and that, like Jansen, York. Is it Rocky Cole, Santa Cruz or not? Oh you know. Mm -hmm. It was frightening. The team that back then, um no, it was it was that time when I was doing there, but it was like, you look now and you, th you think kids are breaking into the first team, but that was some first team to try and push yeah, in. Like. How was Barry Ferguson? Great. Fergie's brilliant. Obviously, I admired him growing up because he was playing and I looked at him being Scottish coming down and you're like, right, just watch this guy. And, but what a player. Uh, and what a guy as well. Like, I think Adam Nelson, um, I can't, something happened with a car or something. Um, he was wanting to get a new car or whatever. Uh, so he never had a motor, eh? And Fergie, being Fergie, had a, a wee mini Cooper, eh? He's like, here, just drive a bit, take that now. Give so me just, more. just a gentleman, eh? Just like sorted our Nelson out. We, just, just use that for the time being until you get sorted out. Brilliant. Just, and you seen him on holiday, you said, a couple of years ago, innit? Aye, no, I was in uh, Mexico a couple of years ago. Uh, I don't know if it was the Euros or something, someone was on. Um, and he was there, I think he goes away with his father in law and his mother and that. Um, and they were at the bar, so I ended up like, a couple of days watching the football, having a few beers with him. Um, but not a good crack, like, because he's, well, his fair-in-law, one of them, his the dad, or his, fan his, of aye, his so father-in-law's a Celtic fan of like, They've got that wee rivalry when they're sitting watching the games and that, so, nah, they're, they're good, uh, good characters, like. Uh, when did you think it was time to come back up the road? Was it just the lack of chances in the first team? It wasn't even like that. I had, the, I had a year left, um, and it wasn't... I felt I wasn't getting anywhere. So I thought, been doing here three years as a kid, learnt my trade really. Um, and I just I got my agent at the time, Gary McKay, said, Look, we've got to take you up to Inverness, go and have a wee look, see what you think. And it just went for there really. Who was the manager at Inverness? Was it John Robertson or Craig Brown? Robo. We Robo and uh, Donald Park. And did you see when you signed for him, did you tell him that you used to ball boy in there? Do you remember? I know, I said to him. Uh, but Robo, what a guy, man. Like, he's just a character, eh? Like, but no, I, like, I enjoyed it, um, and we park as well, the two of them. Donald Park? Aye. He's an angry man, isn't he? Oh, he people say I'm angry, he's like, he is the angriest <laughs> man I've ever met. But do you ever, can you remember him going especially mad at you? Oh, he's meant mental, aye, aye. Uh, 
loads of times, but ugh, I just used to wind Parky up, eh? Did you? But no, I've got a lot of time for Parky, like, great coach, great coach. And uh, see, when you first went up to Inverness, did you, could you tell that you were ready to play first-team football, like the first week of training, could you tell straight away, I, I can play here? I was confident, like, because when I was training and that, like, they, obviously they were, like, developed players, they were all adults, men, you know what I mean? I was still coming up with a kid. Um, but I knew in training that my ability was fine and I was just waiting on a chance. But because they had just got promoted that year, obviously there was a bit of leniency and loyalty to the boys. That, so I, think, I can't remember if I came on in the first I think I did come on the first game of the season as a right. sub. Um, Livy. Livy, aye. There you go. And that was from then on. I just got a few appearances under Robo, but I never got my first start until Craig Brewster took over. That, I think it was Dundee United that no, game, come was it? Oh, come on, sorry, huh? Kill it, kill well, it. Uh, see, when you made your debut, how was your, how was your dad? Well, that was all right, honestly. Until my dad would never, ever, ever say, you were brilliant today. And I respect him for it now that he has explained it to me when I've retired. He would never put me up there, because somebody would always not be doing. Right. So he'd keep me there and let the rest of them either build me up because he just said, what's the point of me building you up and telling you to blow smoke, blow smoke up my ass for somebody to know what you do now? 19-year-old, uh, 13 appearances you made your first season. Uh, did you start to feel like a proper football player then? No, no. It was weird. Um, I knew I was established and sort of like going to break in and start playing, but no, nah, I didn't, never ever, no, I wouldn't have classed myself as like a, a full pro. See, even at 19, like you are training in the first team, would you give the older boys a bit? Aye, because I wasn't shy, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and how did they how did they react to that, the older guys? I know they, they I got a bit of stick, like I always did, but like I didn't mind that. Hey, you've got to like you came outside being a changing room, you've got to have banter. Um but I used to I love the banter, eh? Like so you, you just get as good as you go, eh? Who who were the good who were the good players in that Inverness team when you first went up? Um we had uh, Russell Duncan, he played in the middle of the park, Peds we used to call him. He was he was a good player. Um Barry Wilson. Uh, Barry Wilson's player. a good player, isn't Aye, so Barry's... We had a lot, like big Stevie Hislop, um, also big Tokes was there, steady Eddie Tokes. Um, but we had, a good, we had a decent side, you know, uh, and a good bunch of boys. Because like, we were on buttons compared to the rest of the SPL, but we survived there because we had a good group that good wanted to do it, aye. See, when you're that far away, away from home, it's so important to hear good team spirit. Would there be a lot of nights out that, that team? Aye, but no, I wouldn't say night suit, but the golf days, stuff like that, um, dinners, whatever, mm -hmm. but a lot of the boys lived away from families there, so it would be boys living each, with each other rather than bringing their missus and that, so you'd all go into each other's houses and have dinner, so you were always in good company. Yeah? company huh? uh, Craig Brewster came in, how did you find him? The guy, Brewster was good uh, when he first came in, the only thing... I fucking hated about him was his Monday sessions. Solid. Four, four minute runs every single Monday without fail, <laughs> honestly. Uh, and then he introduced these double sessions, eh? What, just to get his fat, like? I just think he, it's just to make him fat, eh? <laughs> I just think he was a, he just loved running and stuff, eh? So. Is he a good player, Brewster, eh? He was, aye. I think I scored my first, he set up my first ever goal, eh? Right. Um, might have been against Falkirk as well. First pro goal. Because he was still bullying centre half, like 38 and that, wasn't he? Well, frightening. See, training that, he'd like turn boys like, in the box and that. They roll it in him, you couldn't move him, aye. Mm -hmm. No, he was, he was a player like when he first came. Um, 
But no, I got home with him first time round. See, like how you were saying that about like the training on a Monday, you didn't like it. Would you ever say to a manager like, "This is bullshit"? No. Would you? <laughs> Did you say that to him? <laughs> <laughs> no, the first time round. The second time he came, there was. Well, because uh, you were more establishing that you could. No, I'd rather be four, yeah. Right. Big four. We, but, so it's went for a wee bigger, huh? Aye, the second one, like, the second time because he left, didn't he? Yeah. And came back. Uh, I don't know how long he lasted there. But no, we, where did we run in? What was that about? Well, we played, I think we played Kilmarnock. And I was Sam Young, young boy. Um, and he come in, I think it was half time or something. And he's fucking gone on and on and on. And he's like, and it just seemed to be fucking pointing the finger at me. And I'm like, Fuck this. I went, what? I said, it's not fucking me. I think he took me off. So we used to have a meeting every Monday. So we've came up, so we're all sitting in the training room, for so I'm sitting in my space and that, and he's like, going round and fucking all this and all this. And he's like, and you? I was like, what? So I'm fucking off the back of my chair. I'm like, what? I'm in Malky Thompson stand. He's like, you? Do you want to fucking be here? Gave me a bit, and I went, so I sat, I went, what? I went, right now? I went, no, I fucking didn't. He went, get your stuff. I went, I fucking will. And I fucked off, eh? Away, gone, him. Sitting in the house, I was thinking, get a fuck here. I thought, no, you're not fucking telling me. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then Malky's phoned it for like a six o'clock, right? Gaff says to go to the gym. I went, I'm a fuck. I said, I'm not coming to the gym to run on a fucking running machine. No, do one. So I'm <laughs> fucking. Yeah, I better go, eh? <laughs> so, nah, I went to the gym, eh, and I just plodded through on the running machine and, that, and he was over the other side of the gym. I thought, I'm not even going to talk to him, man. So, he's like, right, you're training with the kids, fine you. He said, you disrespected them. So I was in the office, I said, how was? I said, wait a minute. I said, I'm not getting to train with the first team again until I apologise to the first team, what for? You disrespected them. I said, no, I never. I said, you asked me to tell you the fucking truth, I did. I said, so how did I disrespect him? Ah, well, you need to apologise. I said, you need to dis you disrespect him asking me to tell you the truth. He still should have told me to lie. Daft. <laughs> um, so, no, aye. So that was, was that. you done after no, that? No, that was all right. So we brushed that under the carpet, got back in eventually. And it was months later, sitting in the, the hotel, the Thistle up there, pre-match. So I didn't care if he was in a bad mood or not. So he's like pulling boys for fun, eh? and I'm like, so the boy that played in the middle came back and he's like, fucking hell, I'm not playing today, he's just went mental. So I'm sitting there going, I'm looking at fucking no smoke to me, I'm playing. <laughs> As you do, you came outside, pulls your sheet up. It's not in the fucking, my name's not there. I thought, right, the next sheet's the subs. It's not there. I'm sitting at the back thinking, what, what's going on here? So the other one, only a five minute drive, eh? so I've jumped in the motor and I've got down to that stadium like, quick as anything. <laughs> So I'm standing outside the office door and he's like walking towards me. I was like, can I have a word? He went, no. I said, I want a fucking word. Why? He said, I'll speak to one day. I went, aye, because you're a fucking shite bag. Honestly, I was, I was boiling. But they all knew I was, I, if I wanted to say something, I had to say it. Because if I didn't, that's when I was stupid in the park. Eh? So Monday morning come again. I'm finding you two weeks' wages. I went, take your fucking two weeks. I said, could you be fucking sacked them on anyway? You fucking did. You said that, did you? sacked them. He got sacked, so I went back to the director. I said, "Can I get my fine money back?" <laughs> True story, that. Honestly. Aye. So that was. So that was us. Aye. That and was that, his last day. That you saying that to him? The, I don't even think he lasted the rest of the week. Aye. <laughs> so, uh, Charlie Christie was was in charge in between. How was he? Charlie was good. 
Caught him on well. Caught him on really, player, really well. Charlie uh-huh. And he used to get involved in training. Um, he's a midfielder as well. Charlie could play, and he was a dirty man and angry man as well. And would you just go up against each other? Nah, like we Parky was taking training one time, and another boy called Tom Parrott. Remember Tom Parrott played with him, huh? Right. Well, Charlie and Tom Parrott were playing, and Charlie's like, "Not make Tommy." But you've got to remember, this is a gaffer, eh? Tom's absolutely just about broke his legs. <laughs> and Charlie's got up, Parky's had to run over. Charlie's got up and ran towards him, eh, and grabbed him. So this is a gaffer grabbing a pair, but Parky's like, you shouldn't be training anyway. Shouldn't <laughs> so all the boys are standing going, the gaffer's waiting to all come out. Uh-huh. And we're like, you can't do this, man. Aye, but eh? He was a player, but what? No, great guy. Uh-huh. A lot of time for him as well. Uh, see, just on Inverness, when did you start to feel like you were the main man? I never you ever thought... When you got Craig Booster sack? Aye. <laughs> I've got to take the gaffer's job. <laughs> uh, but nah, like I was never ever... I'd never ever say I was the main man. I just used to... I knew I was doing all right. Um, well, how I, did you know? Just with the papers and stuff like that? Aye, aye. And I was liked. Um, the fans? Aye, so I always... Because I'm no big time. I just have banter with it. Like, I'm no... Like, I've, I've been brought up with like, respect and people and, you know, know my roots and that, so... But I just knew I was doing all right. Did you always know, know that you could get the better of people, somebody, no matter who it was, whether it be Celtic or Rangers, that, that you could get the better of the guy you were playing against? Sometimes no, but like you, you can like playing against your Celtic Rangers, you you get that wee extra kicking and um, but nah, I, I don't know. Just everything seemed to work for a few years, um, and everyone was just coming off there. Because you weren't just a tackler, you were technically good as well, weren't you? Good passer, though. Aye, and I, I always believed you that was my strength. You didn't get enough credit for nah, it. totally, totally agree. I've remembered for all the tackles, eh? but you've got to win your battle before you can play, yeah. um, and you're upsetting people, then I'm affecting the game, do you know what I mean? So, nah, like, again, people always say, oh, you're physical, you can't play, but no, nah, I, I always believed I could play a bit, like. I always like asking this as well, um, did you ever come up against somebody when you were quite a young age that taught you a lesson? Uh, like a fellow mid centre midfielder that you played against and thought, wow. Nah, only when I went to Hearts. Right, and who was it? Cranshaw. We played Tottenham in the Europa oh, League. Uh-huh. I think that whole team, really. Uh-huh. Uh, but that's the only time that you came up against somebody and you thought, he's gave me a lesson here, huh? Like, aye, physically, physically, mentally, the lot. Mm. I didn't even think I, I brushed shoulders with him because they were that good. And that's when I thought, wow. This is like, the level. Aye. Uh-huh. Uh, I think we were 4-0 doing or something after 15 minutes. So I was like, nah, man. Like, that, that, was, that was probably the eye-opener to see like, the level for where we are to the prem. Because yeah. Inverness, you had a great record against Celtic and Rangers, didn't you? We did die, but and these Celtic almost scored in the last minute. Because eh? mm. remember, we played them in a cup. One nil up, I think I come off with 15 minutes or 10 minutes to go. But it's our biggest win bonus. So all of us are sitting on the bench and we're all like counting it and I'm like, oh, I've got I've a new pair of trainers, <laughs> okay, I'll be out this weekend. <laughs> I think Big Presley, somebody scored and a big fucking Presley scored last last kick of the ball, corner, bang, heater, beers 2 1. Honestly, the training room was like a morgue, man. <laughs> why, do you, why do you think Celtic and Rangers found it so tough? Just the journey in the wee stadium and. Just, nah, because we just, we were just, we just ran them out, eh? They just didn't. They love playing, eh? They hate. And even Fergie, when I played against Fergie and that. Because like, even Lennon and that, I played against him, and they would just look at you like, as if to say, why are you kicking me? 
I used to be like, you f- I used to say. You would, fucking- you, would you have it, give them a bit? Oh, aye. Like, I'd be like, you fucking too good to get kicked, like. But, and that was how I used to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the two of them were good on the park. Because I think we played Celtic one time. And I got, I think it was on a Sky Sports. And I got man of the match. And I, and I, I honestly, I swear, I think, I'm, if I remember right, Lennon turned around and went, how the fuck did you get that? And I think <laughs> I turned around and said, because I was better than you. Did you? I think I did, aye. And were they alright with you giving them a bit or did they hate it? Aye, no, they did hate it. Did they give you a bit back? Aye, aye. Um, any big time shouts? I love big time I was shouts. quite fortunate I never got any of them. Right. I was quite lucky. Um, Some of the other boys get get a few? Aye, a lot of them. Big talks and that. You used to me and that. You used to give him it and that. Like, um, <laughs> bring, just bring your family's, uh, your whole family's house and put them in my back garden and stuff like that. <laughs> that's not the biggest big shout was the one for soonest, man. What was that? And we were doing, having lunch one day at the, with the reserves, and I think the first team were taken away, but they got options like the family could go with their families. I think it was we David Thompson or something was sitting. And we scouts had David Thompson. Aye. Uh-huh. I'm sure it was right. So we were all sitting in the gaffer's talking. He's like, So, Tom, where did you go on holiday? So, I don't know. I can't remember where. He's like, So, it must have been somewhere like, say, Dubai or something. So, so this is years ago, and um, probably cost a fortune. So, the gaffer, I think the gaffer went, So, Blah blah blah. Tom's like, I hear, hear, hear. And he's like, So where did you stay? He's like, Such and such. He's like, How much did that cost? He's like, Oh, I think it was like something like 10 grand. And soon as turning, what, what are you staying in a fucking caravan? <laughs> you know what I mean? And we've got, like, oh, as Academy boys, 75 quid a week we... sitting there going, Is he fucking for real? I hope he doesn't ask me where I went. Oh, <laughs> Butlins. Honestly. Oh, I love it. Uh, right, another man I need to ask you about Terry Butcher, man. Absolute character. Everyone's got a Terry Butcher story. Was he, was he wild at her? Aye. He was just nuts. Um, <laughs> but I didn't, I, I think it was two weeks before he came, he was live on Sky Sports doing one of our games. And obviously I'd signed my hearts. Right. And he was live on the tail and he said, if that was my play, they wouldn't play for me again. And then two weeks later he gets a job. <laughs> so I think the first day, the first day I went, obviously knocked on the door after training, I went, look, I need to speak to you. He's like, I know what you're here to say. I was like, well, he's like, if you're going to tell me you're going to play for me, you'll play. And that was enough for me. Uh, Is he a top man? Aye. A lot of time for him. What, what, um, makes him, what made him so good at Inverness? He's just, his presence. Like, when you meet him, he's, he's just got that aura, eh? Like, you listen to him, eh? If he tells you something, you listen, like... Could he go uh, mad at her? Oh. But him and Mo were good, eh? It was good cop, bad cop. So either Mo would comment on the gaff and be like, whoa. But then when he went mentally, eh? Like... Like he was Can you remember the worst, the worst one? Nah. Most nah. weeks? Aye, but we, to be fair, we done all right apart from the last game. Because uh, we were struggling anyway. And he'd come in and try to help us, save us. Uh, but and honestly, it's the first time in year. I never ever thought I'd see him. That guy, a statue like, and who he is, crying. What, what, you started crying? When we got beaten relegated. Did he, huh? he was in the shower on his own for about 15 minutes. Then they come out into the changing room. We all sat there waiting. Like, obviously done, relegated. And honestly, to this day, I, like, people will say to me, no way, and I'm like, I'm telling you, that man was distraught in the shower. The career he's had on it, and he's distraught that Inverness has been relegated. Aye, relegated. So he sat in the shower 15 minutes, great, and so he's just sitting there. We were just sitting there, aye. Also, could you wait for your gaffer to come and say his piece? Did you say you're waiting to see his piece or say his piece? Say his piece, aye. I see that, man. So did he just come back out the towel and get changed? No, he was still in his gear. 
It just came straight into the pitch. All straight right. in. Because we were doing it and we were all sitting there in our strips. Did like, you feel bad knowing that the club had been relegated and you were leaving as well? I felt awful because I thought, all we needed was a draw. Mm. And I thought, like, because we were doing all right. Um, and I thought, if I could just keep them up, because I wanted to go and play against them, you know, to go back go up. Go back and get a good reception. Um, and it just, it obviously, just never worked out. Uh, signed for Hearts, as you said, but were you going to sign for Hibs? I was. Talk us through it. So, I think 7 o'clock in the morning, I had to be at Hibs training room. So I'm there. Who was the manager, sorry? It was Mixu, I think. Is it right? Okay. It was Mixu. Because Mitch will try to sign me twice, you see. Right. Uh, Fairman, she tried to buy me. Um, I can't remember what went wrong there. And then, so seven o'clock in the morning, I'm up. Agent there, medical, everything, done and dusted. So I've just come out. Also, the agent will deal with the paperwork and negotiating and all that. And medical is covered. Um, and agent phone and goes, right, Hearts, can you get to Tynecastle? I was like, I'll be there in a minute. So I was off, straight along, um, and then went in there, done a medical, and I think it was a no-brainer for there. What, if Hearts hadn't came in for you, you would have signed for Hibs, huh? Right. And uh, did the manager for Hibs phone you when you'd, you'd found out you'd went to Hearts? No, 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 not at all. Um, no, like, you never... No, Max was a good guy as well, good guy. Um, but no, I think one, two, four times I've knocked Hibs back. Have you? Four. What, what, what time's Inverness? Inverness twice. And then, also when I was younger there, then Pat Fernand phoned me after we pumped him. In the final? <laughs> Did he, huh? Right, we'll week. come to that in a bit then, right? Um, but it didn't come through to sign for Hearts, Aye, it was, aye. You know, like, supporting him and then getting an opportunity, it's like, right, you just want to get started. Um, so now I just couldn't wait. How was the family in that when you, you signed for Hearts? They were delighted because obviously I was at Blackburn as a kid so I moved away. So obviously mummy's boy. Um, and then that was me basically coming home because eh? obviously I'm an S, still three hours away. So now I was like, I think I was like eight years away from him. So my mum was just delighted they saw the whole family were buzzing. Eh? See when you signed, do you think about back to the days that you were ball boy and stuff like that? Does that come into you when you're, you're there to sign? Aye, because it was like, it's still the old stand, so when I used to go in, like the rooms were all still the same, changing rooms, corridors, the lot. So there was only wee bits in that that changed. Um, but that was like, I just couldn't wait. Shabba Laszlo, you remember your first conversation? Aye. What did he say to you? Where did I play? <laughs> that's no, no one chance. No one, that was just when I was agreeing the contract. So where do you play? And I was like, Set who's forward. He fucking played me centre forward. <laughs> played uh, Europa League. Big Nadi got hooked at half time. I come on at half time. Striker. I'm not joking you. Blown up my ass. But see, when he was at, saying that, asking you that, did that not kind of alarm bells? Aye, but I was, I was the ball. I just put hats. I was here, and that was it. Uh, but no, aye. How was uh, how was Tynecastle for the first time? I got mixed up. Dundee United was your was your debut for Hearts. Hearts. How, how was that Tynecastle for the first time? Amazing, honestly, because. You'll know yourself playing at Tynecastle, the atmosphere Scary, is unreal. Um, I know, so I'm on playing for Hearts at, at home, so... But all your mates have been Hearts fans as well? They've been at, at a the lot game? of them, a lot of them, aye. But I used to, my old man used to come and, like, I used to have a few folk there every game. Um, I know, so being in Edinburgh and that, like, there's, you know a lot of people, so... 
No, I just loved every home game. It's brilliant. Because like we've had Hearts players on, and they say like how massive a club it is. It's huge. It is like you wouldn't like the fan base is phenomenal, um, and it's just like any fans. If you're shite, they're going to give you it. But mm. no, that was a uh, massive club. Did uh, the fans take it to you straight away? They did. I obviously Hearts boy uh, makes it easier to gel in um, and accept you. So no, nah, they they were good with me. And uh, I've been there as a, an 18th man at Celtic. And that rivalry is fierce, isn't it? Did Unreal. you realise how fierce that was? No. No. Scary. Unreal. Did you enjoy the game? Loved it. Like, aye, just everything about it. Um, even the pace of the game, you know, always quicker, but it was great. Loved would you, it. Were you one that would get, would, would get nervous in games? Before games, sorry. Nah, nah. I think sometimes I may a wee bit, but I, the quicker I could get the ball uh, and get it to the closest man, that was me. I just seemed to settle my nerves. Um, I used to love it if I got centre to start because I'd get the ball passed and I'd get my first pass off and then I sort of just that's when I knew I could relax a bit um, but until I touched the ball I just couldn't relax yeah. Was it a massive step up in standard for Inverness? Aye it was, there was a jump no massive but just the pace of training was a bit quicker than um, like Inverness mm. but who, who were the good players? We had Lord Larry Kingston. Uh, Playing a Ghana, weren't you? Aye, unbelievable. Honestly, that guy's ability was scary. But nah, great guy, honest gentleman. Uh, Who, would he have been one that helped you sell at Larry Kingston? Aye, that whole squad. Bigza um, Lucas, him. And then obviously, like, we had a lot of young boys, because I think we temps. Temps and that. Gowser and that. We've had temps and Gowser on. How are they as young lads? Good? Great, great. Aye, Gowser, good. Temps. Good, great player as well. Great would you, you give them a bit when they were young boys? Aye, to be all, we all gave it, eh? Like, Temps used to give it as good as he got as well, but he was a huffy wee cunt, eh? <laughs> huffy as anything. Did you like that when a young boy would give you a bit back? Aye, aye. Even like, my missus, like, her brother, brother-in-law, uh, wee Jamie Walker. Oh, is, uh, that, is that your missus' brother-in-law? Jamie aye. Walker, is it, right? So he's been up this weekend, but we still have a laugh because he was my boot boy, eh? Right. Um, and he tells everybody as well, but he's like, I but he never gave me the money, but he never done my fucking boots till Christmas anyway. <laughs> so, um, but nah, like all the young boys were good. They were all good. Jim Jeffries came in halfway through, but like, was it obvious to see that Laszlo was struggling? Aye, he... Just a strange, strange... We were doing pre-season once, and it was like running in the perimeter, and I think we went to Germany as well. And you're like, right, we're doing a run. So it was like, I mean, like a couple of mile type thing. But we wanted like, to go above a jog, above like a half pace. We just wanted to get back to the hotel. So there was always the coaches staggered. So I think it was me, Jason Thompson, and a couple of other boys picked up the pace a bit. I'll tell you what, no even got a sweat on and they're gone mental. Slow down. So we're <laughs> looking at each other going, what, what are we doing here? It's just, we just got to, basically just walk to the show. Strange guy, uh -huh. strange, strange guy. Were you going to say that he one day came in the dressing room? We were at a team talk. And he's like, honestly, people laugh, so he's like, going around talking to the boys, and he's, he's come to me and he's like, eh, 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 small guy. <laughs> Fucking forgot my name. Small guy. This was after about four months in the playing for him. He's like, forgot my name. And I'm sitting there going, all oh, the boys are pissing us and I'm like, is he fucking all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your manager forgets your name and that, you're like, what Small guy, that's oh. tremendous. Would you ever have a go back with him now? Because at no point. Nah, no. 
strange character. I just got over the boys said that the meetings on a Monday were usually quite strange. Was it after games? I can't even remember. Videos and that. Now. Oh, aye, and he's trained, but he's training us. I can't, I can't. Was that bad? I can't remember it. Was it terrible? Huh? Yeah. So with the boys buzzing when Jim Jeffries came in. Aye, because the jet was good. Once you get, like we we've had so many people on tell amazing stories about him, but like you say, training. I don't think he does much training, but is it just the man management that he's so good at? Ah, he just gets the best of you. Um, obviously, the trio, eh? you've got Billy, Jim and Lockie. Um, so, nah, the three, working for the three of them was an experience, but, like, brilliant. Would they pull you in when they first got the job and have a wee chat with you? When they first come in, I think we had Hibs on... I, think they, I can't remember what day they came in, but it was no far away from the derby. And I had overstretched my middle inside the knee. But I was like, the fizzle was adamant, I wasn't fit. And I was like, I'm fit. So I was speaking, I think the gaffer pulled me, goes, you all right? I was like, I am fine, training. But obviously never told the fizzle and I'm out. So yeah, it was like, it was agony, honestly. Like, I couldn't even kick the ball or that, but I was like, just pushing through it. And I think that's when he pulled me and said, look, if you're fit, you're playing. So no, I knew straight away I was going to get home with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, See, so just on the derbies, how much did you love them? They were the games I looked forward to the most, obviously, because it's a derby. Yeah. But for some reason, they were the ones I used to play the best in. And it was my, all my best games for Hearts were derbies. Yeah. Just the atmosphere as well, it was mm-hmm. brilliant. Was the, the, the week be leading up? Because um, some, Gary Locke told us that Jim Jeffries loved beating Hibs. So the week leading up, would he, would he let all the foreign boys not know exactly what it meant in the game? Aye. Were you yeah. one that would do that with the foreign boys as well? Nah, like, he, he didn't need to. Lockie was enough. Lockie was enough. Honestly, there. biggest hearts man he'll ever meet. Oh. He interviewed him. <laughs> Honestly, when that guy dies, man, that strip will be on his back in a coffin, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> but nah, Lockie is the biggest jambo. But like, even you need to do it, eh? Because, like, just even training, Lockie and training, eh? Like, you'd be playing wee games with that. And he'd, Shout that other team you were playing against in training was Hibs, eh? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but no, the jet was like that, eh? You train as you play, eh? Uh-huh. So... Would Lockie join in training? Lockie would get involved in that and we games and boxes and stuff, aye. Any um, good, now? Lockie was decent. Was he? Aye. Lockie was good. Um, still fit as well. Still looks after himself, but... What a guy as well, Lockie, man. See yeah. you outside the cup final, what would be your favourite favourite derby? Uh, I, I can't remember what one it was. The one at a... Passed the bottom beats. I think beats by three one one and Meg the goalie. Craig beating him. Uh, I can't remember what one it was. Oh no, I never lost one. Eh? Did you know that? No, three years. And who would you be up against? Ian Murray. Uh, I don't even know. Eh? I think everyone in my pocket still. Eh? <laughs> I need to pull them all out. <laughs> would you be the type after a big game like a Hibs win? Would you would you be in the turn or would you stay up the road? Nah, I'd go like I, I wasn't really much a towny person. Eh? I just like a wee quiet boozer. Right. Um, I'd go up the tune if the boys were all going out and it was a team thing. That's the majority of the time, or if you're out with your missus or something like that. But, um, nah, like I wouldn't go out and rub it in like. <laughs> <laughs> who was it? Who was the big personalities in that dressing room? I think Ryan McGowan mentions Aliuskis. Big Zal. Um, Mikey Stewart when he was there. How is Michael Stewart? Mikey was all right. <laughs> to a small extent, right? I've got time for him, I speak to him in that small doses, like. Right. I think he's just, I think Mikey's fucking too clever for his own good, eh? Yeah, right. 
Did he get quite angry as well? He, true story, honestly, if you've got the waterproof jackets, I can't remember if it was Eagle Smith, or it was a young boy anyway, and I think they took the ball from him. And uh, Shabba was a man, was it Shabba or Jake, one of the managers anyway, and Mikey lost it, lost the plot. And if honestly, in the middle of the park, ripping his waterproof jacket off, but also it's got the stitching in the collar, eh? So he's running about trying to get the young boy and kick the ball, but we're all popping it. And he's eventually this jacket's like a fucking cape. <laughs> running about, aye, like steam coming out of his ears, eh? <laughs> oh, we were pissing us up. But he was an angry man, like. Was he a good player, eh? Mikey was good. Uh-huh. Very technically good player. Um, How would the Jet deal with Jim Jeffries deal with somebody like that? Did he go mad off. with you, huh? Sent him in a few times, aye, fuck off, didn't come back. How is he with you, obviously, with your kind of reputation as well? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Off here and there, would you go mad at you? Aye. Like, cause, but you'd be there in the team talks and Billy, if you go on runs and me, Billy, and Ernie, you'd be like, yeah, yeah, fuck, you're just... And that, that's what Selwick can be. Between Selwick can be like... And you, just like that, through there, fucking Brun, you're a fucking rat, and he's a rat, so you fucking better be better than him today, and stuff like that. Uh-huh. That's the team talk before the game, and I'm like, all right, right, it's just my fucking assistant just called me a rat. Right. You know what, like, but, but, and then the other side, they love, must have loved having you in their team as well. Aye, aye. Could I he make you feel like the best player in the world, Jim Jefferies? Aye, aye, he would 100% make you, aye, and he would get the best out of you, so you, he knew... He knew, he was good, very good at it, clever man. Uh-huh. We've got a uh, big Kev Kyle does our podcast, how was he in a dressing room with Kev? Kyle was great, uh, big personality as well. Uh-huh. Uh, He's got a lot to say, isn't he? Oh, aye, you, can, you hear him before you see him. Uh-huh. Uh, aye, just, and he's clever as well, eh? But no, he just mate, comes I'm moving on, you've just said Kev Kyle's clever. I'm He's got a bit of fucking brain. Has he? Aye, but he doesn't use it like, he doesn't use it, but good lad, good lad. Uh, the boys, Ryan McGowan, I said that everyone was devastated when the Jet lost his job. It was a strange one. 
Um, fucking Vlad, the way you, you never know what's going to happen, do you? Did you have any dealings with Vlad? No, just when he appeared, eh? But when he appeared, you knew when he was coming. Because every one of his staff would run about like blue flies, getting fresh, brand new boots every time he came, brand new training kit every time he came. Um, and it would all be placed ready for him to the point that he would go and the keepers would then like shoot the warm up and that the goal coach would be taking him. And he'd just like be whoa, 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 just move the goal coach out of the way. He'd take shots at the goal in the middle of the session and that. The mad Vlad there running, you know what I mean? To the point he's like, his wee puppet would run with him with the umbrella and that. What, to stop him from getting wet when he was shooting? He'd be shooting, right? So the wee boy would put the ball down, right? And stand. So he'd shoot, run and shoot, right? And then, so if the ball went past the goals or something, he would then take the, the umbrella and his wee boy would run away and get the ball <laughs> and come back and put it in for him. And I'm not joking you. Would you ever take the piss at him there? Nah, dodgy people there, eh, man. Nah, you'd be a bit wary of him. Aye, eh? just aye. These people are... Did he know who you were? Would he like speak to you about football or that? Nah, he would just speak in like... In whatever language you decide to speak here, Lucena, Russian, whatever, if it's the same, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but we had boys in the change room that knew what he was saying. Um, like, because I think the boy Adrian Morovic, he could speak. And uh, he had a good chat with him one day. And me and Adrian were playing in the middle, doing all right. Well, so he's like, standing with like, Adrian, like, what's he what's he say to you? He's like, he told me I need a rest. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I'm not playing again. <laughs> And that was it, that's how he went about it. And like, the gaffer could have picked the team and he's like, no, no, you need a rest, I've got to speak to the manager. I was like, did you see that to you? And he's like, aye. I was like, fucking hell, man. Honestly. So, is that probably why Jim Jeffries went? Because it got to the stage where Romanoff was doing stuff like that? Aye, well, he'd done it to Big Zal, he'd done it to the Jet. We were playing Rangers at Ibrox. I think it was the year when he was got, just before he got to be the first game of the season or something it was. Or whoever it was, it was at Ibrox. Zal was on the bus, and they got off. And I was like, meh. Gaffer's like, you need to go in. So Locke is like, go and see the gaffer. So he came back and he's like, all the best boys. I thought, the fucking windows not, mate, you're not going away. He said, no, I've got a sore back. Fucking mad lad phoned and said he's not allowed to play. It's in the paper, he's got a bad back and that. He just made it up with you, Aye, get off the bus, you're not playing. <laughs> oh my God. So see, he's a player though, when you're best pl that's happening to your best player. You're, ra you're raging. Are you a human? You feel it, but you kind of dead, innit? So you couldn't even go to like Lockie and say like, what's happening here? No, no. You, you basically every single person that worked for him just done as I've told. He says jump, you say how high. God's sake. Wow. And then Paolo Sergio comes in. Is that strange? Aye. Because he's come in. No, he, he was he speak. Right. He was good. He was actually good. His assistants were a bit, but he no, he was good English. Right. Um, but he was good. What, a top coach? Aye. Some people would disagree with his training and stuff, but if you look back and what, how organised we were and what we'd done with what we had went through, that was because of him. Mm. So did uh, he maybe make you look at football a bit differently? Aye, on, on how to organise your team uh, and how you work stuff. And again, like if you look at our performances, if you go back and look at them for when he came in, a month after he came in to the end of the season, every single person from the starting team to the bench, when they came on, had done a new job. Yeah, they, were doing. they knew what run each player was going to make before the ball got there. Because we'd done it every day. Mm. And it was frightening.
Would he be the best manager that you've had, tactically? Tactically. Aye. Unbelievable. He just knew everything. And he just, he had, his assistant had, we can was like a computer whiz kid. Like he would strip computers down and build them back up and everything. Um, and just even like his video analysis and that, like the way, I'm not a computer guy, eh? so like you'd have like, all the figures moving into like spaces and that, eh? the different phases of playing that, and you're like, I'm sitting there, what the fuck's this guy done that, man? <laughs> but no, brilliant, uh-huh. unbelievable. So, is that probably what that team needed at that time? What all the confusion, a right good manager that could organise you? Aye, aye. Because a lot of young boys were then playing as, as well, yeah. eh? And he was just good, eh? Because he was one of the boys, eh? Who, Paolo Sergio? Aye. Was he, right? We had a night out and that, he was there. Was he? Aye. Steaman? Aye, he was there. He was there. We had a, we had a night out and a, a wee Italian, he got piled with him. So we're all there and the staff looking all that are there on the uh, coach's table. And we're all sitting on our table and uh, obviously they're all on the wine and that, we're on the bevy. I remember we James Hamill fucking napkin, fucking launched it, didn't it? Hit the bottle of red wine, eh? Or the glass of red wine. Or the gaffer's white shirt. This was just sat down for dinner, eh? Oh, no. So we are sitting at the dinner table going, Hamill, you better say sorry, right? mate. He's like, no. Like, Hamill, you need to say sorry. Hamill was a rad, yeah. <laughs> was he nuts, eh? Nuts, man. Like, Hamill, say sorry, eh? He's like, So eventually he's like, right, gaffer, I'm sorry. Ah, it's fine, no problem. Just put his jumper on. Finished the meal, he's like, right, where are we going? Fucking jumper on, red wine on his shirt, who gives a fuck? Straight oh, out. Oh, wow, Eddie. Right out, honestly. And didn't he beat all night? Aye, out all night with us. Uh, did Paolo Sergio like you as a player? Aye, and at first I thought, nah. How I, come? He come in and we played Tottenham, away. Is this uh, the crank jar game you're talking about? No, remember we, we got beat at home, the second leg was oh, done. Oh, uh, you do, uh, done well. So he came in just for that game. And we went and doing it, and I was like buzzing. I was like, oh, White Hart Lane play. I was in the stand. We had the derby on the Sunday, but I wasn't even bored about that. I was like, I want to play here, man. So, training the night before in the park and that, buzzing and that. Aye, and then puts me in the stand. Did you go and see him straight away? Nah, no, that time. I Did he s- pull you and tell you why you were in the nah. stand? So, I'm sitting there, so Claire Cowan, yeah, she's still there, yeah, great woman. So, I used to wind her up all the time, so I say. So I was like, clear. So me, big sucks, big John Sutton. I was like, sucks, come on. We've gone up the stairs, come on, box. We're sitting in the boxes. So Claire's came up, I was like, like Claire, I want a beer. No, you can't have a drink. I was like, look, I'm in the stand, I'm having a beer. So like, you're no, Blackie, you're no having a drink. So she's away across, don't give any name drink. I was like, you bastard, man. Um, Would you have a drink, eh? Oh, I, well, I was the clear, eh? I was in the stand, I'd had a pint, I watch them then. <laughs> um, so nah. And then obviously, was it the next again day when we came home? And that's when he said, Look, we've got the derby. We'll beat. So I was like, Ah, oh, right. But I wanted to say, I wanted to play in the pack, though, man. <laughs> um, but no, I played the derby at the weekend and we won. So that was also what it was for. Um, and I still speak to him this, to this day. Who, Paolo Sergio? Aye. Do you, um, gentleman. Well, it's a lot of time for him. Um, and what a guy, aye. Brilliant, mate. Uh, Gary Locke told us how tough it was when boys weren't getting paid. He went and got a part-time job. How did it come about? It, it wasn't even a job, really, right? It was... We weren't getting paid, so my mate, he's got his own business and that, and he's like, phone, he's like, what, give me a hand? And I was like, aye, not a problem. So I was like, no getting paid, and I was like, I'm not going to train. 
Because if I wasn't getting paid, I'm not going in. I'm not going into something I'm not getting paid for, so I wouldn't go to training, so I ended up going to help my mate. So did you just say to Palace Sergio, I'm not coming in? I just never went. Then I could say to anybody. And did nobody contact you on it, eh? I don't can't remember, eh? I wouldn't have bothered anyway. <laughs> um, so I went and done that. Um, and I think I did say, well, he's gave me something from my pocket, because I need to put food on the table. Mm. So I've got a daughter in the house. I said, and if I need to go and can empty bins, sweep the streets to get money to provide for my burn, I'm going to do that. You're not paying me, so I'm not coming in when I can go and get someone to earn money. And that was it. And I, we were on good money. But you spend it. Mm. Was it hard balancing, like, working and then playing on a Saturday? N nah, because I, I, I never done a full shift or not. Just, I only done it, it just two days. That was it. Right. Yeah. But nah, like, because I was never, never ever bored me. Did it get to the stage so you were thinking, I, I need to get out of here? We were, we were, we were all close to going. Because um, it was coming up to the three months where we could have all walked. And it, to the point we were all buzzing, we were like, right, we can get out of here, man. And we were having a good season. So we were like, if we can get out of here, we might all get decent. Yes, uh -huh. um, so why did you know? Because he gave us all 100 quid each. Didn't he tell us? Fucking check, he was like, we're, right, we're done. Uh, and the club told us all, told us, ah, you've got £100 in your bank. And that means that you can't leave? No, he could have put one pence in. He seemed to be paying you. And would, uh, you, would you see when that happened? Or would you be going mad at people? Would you be... Oh, I... <laughs> I used to turn up at meetings I wasn't allowed to be in. Because uh, I was having none of it. Like, Sergio and Big Zal and Webby had a meeting. With, I can't remember his name, David Sutherland or whatever. Uh, so I caught the gaff through the side of my eye telling them, eh? Because they tried to keep me quiet, because eh, I didn't mince my words. And I think they went over to the building and I fucked off out the back door. And went straight into the room, eh, sat down and said, I'm sitting here. And I just joined in the meeting today and I was like, no, nah, I'm fucking getting paid. I want my money. And I wouldn't leave that office. And I'd take all that petty cash and all. And I used to stand there and say, I want money now. <laughs> and they'd have to go to the bank, I'd take all the money. I said, I want money. I said, I need to go and get food. I said, I need to put, ah, give me the money now. I want 100 quid, 100 quid, give me that petty cash out there, put that fucking safe now, I'm going home. I'm not moving. And I'll tell the papers. You can't tell the papers, I went, well, I'll not tell them, but my pal will. Mm. I said, then I'll fucking tell them everything. And they'd treat themselves. But I was like, they can't, they're treating us. But it was him. It wasn't in the club. It was just fucking Vlad, mad Vlad. Because uh, the coaching staff and like Claire Cowan and Shell and what, are still there. Like, they looked after us like you wouldn't believe, um, and they've just obviously they've, they've never had the credit they deserved for it. Eh? Mm, do you feel sorry for the people? Uh -huh. Aye, totally. Because we put a lot of pressure on them, like clearing that. So and, and they weren't getting paid know, either, uh -huh. uh, and she couldn't really help us. So looking back now, being a bit older and wiser, what they must have went through with us, me especially, must have been a nightmare. Like. Tough times, mate. Eh? Uh, was it your idea to get the t-shirt? Me and me, Gogs, the kit man. Right. Um, I was, the game was away, wasn't it? And uh, we were in, and I said to me, Gogs, because I always wore a vest under my strip, and I was like, right, come on, we'll write a message. So we, it was me, Gogs, that wrote it for me on the strip, on the, on the hang. Uh, so I was buzzing that, and obviously, got the penalty, but I fucking missed it, didn't I? So it backfired like that. <laughs> I was arguing with Hamill over the penalty. 
I'm like, I'm saying, I'm saying, I've got my fuck, I was like, I've got my fucking t-shirt on. <laughs> so he gave me the ball in, fucking stanky save there. I was like, fuck. <laughs> but then you still took it off after the game, eh? Huh? Aye, but I, I set the goal up for Gowser. Right. Corner. Right, right next to them. And I think I turned round. And that's when I turned round the pool of my head and I was just standing there. I think I'd done with pies or it was coins or something. Stuff was hitting me anyway. Yeah. But I wasn't the ball there. It was great, man. And is that why you still get abused because of that t-shirt? Aye. Did that cause a lot of fuss, huh? Aye, aye. I just wish Are you I... surprised how much fuss it did cause? Nah, but like, it's mad now. Because it's almost spoken away. So I'm like, to me, it's like, Great, like, I should have fucking painted it or whatever you call it, because fucking Hearts used it for all the merchandise. Mm-hmm. Worth a fortune, man. <laughs> how did that team, like, all that, they troubles, how did they get to a Scottish Cup final? We were quality. We had a quality team, quality players on that team. But we had the desire and the belief as a group that if we all helped each other, we could achieve anything. And I think to this day, if we could have kept that squad the following year, maybe with a couple of additions, We'd have pushed for that league. I think so, huh? Aye. We ain't just gone down. We would have pushed Celtic. Because I've never had anybody else push them for years. And I think that squad, because we used to match Celtic at home and away yeah, that year. Did you see, yeah. going into the games against Celtic, did you always believe you could beat them? Aye. Aye. I would never ever play football if I never thought I could win. Really, huh? Never. You don't play football to lose, eh? Or draw. I, do, I seem to do it all the time, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a scan- few managers <laughs> out there that do that as well. Oh, do you want to name them, though? <sighs> Sitting along the road, I think. <laughs> what, uh, Scatchel? Rudy. He just had a genius of left foot, eh? If I could have took his left foot and put it on my right, I'd have probably played higher. Aye, aye. Somewhere I'd probably been playing Premiership at any ball, but... Nah, Rudy. Is he Wait, a hero, huh? Aye. So everyone says he's a lovely guy as well. Yes, he's a gentleman. Gentleman. Um, he was a winner as well, because you, see when you see him on the pitch, I think he's a horrible guy, but it's only because he wants to win, isn't it? That's it. And is that what that team had a lot of? Aye, aye. aye we all want... And again, going back to the... I would, everybody should play football to win. You should never set out to draw, protect and If you get beat 5-0 and you go and try and get your best goal win, and to win, then you know it should be acceptable, but... Nah, Rudy was a winner, so you knew you were alright. If I was just giving the ball 20 yards for goals, then you were alright. Would he have been the best player on that team? Just for goals. He wasn't, he? he never done anything. <laughs> Rudy would do nothing for eight to nine minutes. In that one minute, he'd score a kind of screamer. It'd be the winning goal. Who would who'd be your best player then if he was, he said the goal scorer, but who'd been the best player? On the day. Lee Wallace was the best player when I was there. Brilliant, wasn't he? Probably the when I was younger. Probably, the, probably, the, aye, probably the best player I've played with. Best pro, attitude, everything. Mm. Um, so I'd say him. Oh, do I? Hibs uh, booked their place in the final before you. You had to beat Celtic in the, the semi-final. Was that always the thought, we need to get here to play Hibs? Aye, but just the final anyway, because I knew, I knew it was my last year my last couple of games, so I knew I wanted to at least get a medal. Win or all lose up, I just wanted to get there. And that was the only thing in my head. Somebody said before that uh, uh, Paolo Sergio's tactics against Celtic were brilliant. Aye, because the only time they threatened us was our mistakes. But he just got everything aye, to a point, set point, everything. Couldn't, couldn't break us down, not at all. Would that have been your career highlight, getting 
that final whistle going on, you were going to play in the, the Scottish Cup final with Hearts? <sighs> no, just getting to the final with the highlight was the final. Was the final, was the final uh, Aye. Yeah. But how good was that feeling to just knowing that you were going to be playing a final against Hibs for Hearts? Aye. And I didn't want to play another game until that final, but always had games up to it. Because um, you're not getting paid as well, so you didn't want to get injured or... No, well, I had a double hernia. Right. I was playing with... I was getting... I thought you should have been, but I was getting numbing. And I said, I put in every game. Right in there. The pubic bone, because I couldn't move. Really, yeah. I used to numb it up. But I'd get, start the game, I'd numb it up, and it would last till about half time. And then they'd have to stick me in and numb me up. And then for about four days after, honestly, I was like a wheelchair bound. So you weren't training or anything there? I'd maybe train like a Thursday. Maybe I'll, I'll walk or something on the Tuesday, train Thursday, push through Friday, and then play on the Saturday when I got injections there. Because I couldn't, couldn't move at all. Did you know before the cup final that was going to be your last game of her? Aye. Yeah. Did that make it even more special? It did, aye, and it, more so because like when you get there, you can get as many, as many tickets as you want. So I made sure like, I had enough, not as much as Lockie like, but <laughs> um, all the family there, you know, like my sisters and stuff like that, my brother and that, um, they were all there, so it was good to to know that they were there to see my last game in that jersey. Mm. Um, do you sleep the night before a game like that? I do, eventually, but I think, was that, who's a shirt? I think I'm sure of my, my sleeves, Stephen Elliott. I can't remember. I'm sure we woke up in the morning and we just looked at each other. I'm sure it was that game, it was the same thing. He just turned around and went, because of what we've been through, it's like, he just burst out laughing and went, how the fuck are we here? Because we couldn't believe it either. Um, but nah, I would, I would sleep all right. We would sleep all right. And did that help my team, the feeling that got nothing to lose because nobody expects us to do this? Uh -huh. Yeah, but the final was, we knew we'd have to win the final. I knew we'd have to win that. I couldn't, I couldn't. Does that go through your head, like, Aye. if you lose this, this will be the worst? Aye. Because I've won it, I know now, because we still talk about it now, and Hibs fans never, like, they'll never let it go, the hearts will never let it go for Amy, so, I, I'm just glad that we won it, so I can, that was my one to take. Best game I've played in my career, whole career. Is it? I'd say that game, I. Yeah. Emotional after it? Uh, aye, because it was the first time my dad ever told me he was proud of me. Really? In my whole career. Right yeah. after the game, phone, when face I went, to no, face? When I went up face to face. First time in my whole career I said that. Crying? I was, aye. Yeah, are we hugging that? Ah, of course. Oh, man. It was good, Only aye. Only football can do that, eh? It can, aye, and it brings a lot out. Um, my old man saying that, because he supported me all the way through. Um, and to get that, eh, like that after the last game for the club made it better. Like. How, was, uh, how was the dressing room in that after a, a game like that? Jumping up and down? Ah, it was mental. It was mental. Because the guy loved a fag as well, eh? Did he? Aye, loved a fag, man. In a dressing room? Aye, in the shower. <laughs> At Hamden. I think it was on the shower, didn't oh. it? Oh! <laughs> aye, can me and McZal join them, eh? <laughs> Honestly. What, you said the fag with Paul Sedgwick? Aye, fuck yeah, we're in the shower. No way! Honestly, three of us in the shower. I forget one of them, man. Fucking tin of beer, fucking puffing away out of the toilets. Honestly. Amazing. Put the showers on in the smoke, steam's all right. No oh. fire alarms, not in just puff away. And what would you, what would you have spoke about the game? I don't even think we spoke about it, eh? we were just getting pissed. Like, and that was it. Like, I it was just like, the drink was just gone mental, eh? Mm -hmm. Just, the, oh, that atmosphere was phenomenal. Mate. What, I, after the game? 
or during the after game. the game, even during the game. But but like I can't like I think I've seen a few of these anyway with temps and locking it. I can't even remember the celebrations after it. Not a f- thing. You were still dumbfounded to your dad saying he was proud of you, innit? I just I don't even care. I don't even care. I can't even remember much of it. You don't remember where you went or anything though? I went, I kept, I went, went back to Tynecastle and I think I ended up back in my local town. And I didn't think I slept until the next day after the open top bus. How was the open top bus amazing? Ah, oh, phenomenal. Probably one of the best experiences ever. Um, aye, that was, that, just to see all the fans turning up, eh, just to sing for you and your squad, eh, it's amazing. Like. Is that the best thing you can do in your career, win a, win a trophy with a club like Hamza? Aye, aye, and get the opportunity to parade, aye. Remember so, that forever? Forever, brilliant. Did your, uh, did your daughter get to see that as well, huh? She was there, aye, she was there. She came to the park at the end as well, so that, that was quite special as well. Because um, she still, she's a wee softy at heart, she still gets emotional. When she goes back to Tynecastle, so she's like, Dad, can you not just come back here? I'm like, Dad's too old now. So I'm kicking on a bit. Um, so nah, it was good for her to, to be there and watch her, like. So you see, after you win a final like that, how sad is it that you need to leave fans? It was sad, because it was only sort of hit home when we done we went back to Tynecastle on its second day. Um, we done like sort of walking out in the park and the fans were on the stand and it was like basically saying all the players saying thanks for the season. And obviously like, I was one of the last ones to come out because it was the new um, and that's when it sort of sunk in. Uh, saying to all the staff, the woman Claire and all that. And that was that was an emotional time. Because mm. um, you knew you weren't going to go back to that's probably the best three years of my career there, or two seasons. The first season was a bit touched, like starting goal because I wasn't playing as much. Mm. Um, but now, like, aye, that was an emotional time because obviously you, you were going and that was it. So whose decision was it for you to leave? Just be told you were not offering a contract? Just my advance, eh? They didn't have any money. I wasn't even wanting a lot, but they just... Well, they ripped up the whole squad, didn't they? So they never had, never had a boat, eh? How soon after you left Hats were, uh, were Rangers in touch? Um, yeah, I'd, well, I'd heard it before the end of the season, um, and I was actually on a stag doing Magaluf, my mate Stag, um, and then obviously the agent phoned, and I was on the beach, it was the day before we were coming home, and he phoned and told me, and he's like, look, my mate, my best mate who was there, uh, he's a big Rangers man, eh? so if I had to keep it quiet, um, I then flew him for there straight to Murray Park and that was it, done. Was there any hesitations going there, given they were in the third division? No, because Celtic Rangers, two biggest, you know, up there were the two biggest teams in the world. Um, especially fan base and club, the history of the club. And I always believe that when you get asked with teams like that, you take it because you'll never get asked again. But I did, I did have the option in the contract that if they went down, I could have walked. Um, and I said no, because I could have went down south to other clubs. So what, who, who else was in for you? A few other teams down south? I think like Portsmouth, Sheffield, I don't know what, if it was Sheffield Wednesday or Sheffield United, one of them. They had offered as well. Um, no, and I was just Rangers, I was, like, they came and I was like, I've got an opportunity. Um, and when they went down, I went, no, nah, I'll still go and get there. And, get the, and the money helps as well, did not it? It was all right. It was all right. I've <laughs> nearly left, left now. You didn't need a painting job anymore, did you? No. no. <laughs> but uh, see, when you first drive into Murray Park in that, some place, uh, 
Aye, it, it was... Aye. When I went there, even the third division, that's when I thought I was a player. Was that right? Yeah. First time in my career, even though I won the Scottish Cup. Wow. That's the first time I ever looked at myself in the mirror and said, ah, I'm a pro now. Really, yeah? Yeah. Just because of the size of the club, eh? Aye. The facility is a lot. It was a first, on it, hand on heart, it was the first time I actually said to myself, I've actually made a, I'm a professional football player. I've done all right here, yeah. How was uh, How was Ali McCoy's first time you met him? Coyster was brilliant. Funny? Guy. Hilarious, man. Just just sharp. Sharp as anything, eh? Um, nah, he was good. Him, McDowell and Durant, the three of them. I had Kenny, a reserve manager, he's brilliant, isn't he? Yeah, he's good. Um, the three of them are great. Coyster was brilliant. Character like. Would he have banter or was it serious when he was manager? I don't know if you could take Coyster serious, eh? <laughs> Was that not a problem with him? No, he wasn't. Because Durante could go and coach could go in, so... Mm. But he was good. But he... Aye, nah, like... I never had a bad time under him. Nah. Everyone was brilliant. Enjoy it, huh? It was, uh, it was the overall vision, eventually, obviously, play for Rangers in the Premier League. Yeah. Aye. And you said you never got to do that? Aye. Because I believe I could have. Thank you. So what went wrong then? The manager. What one? McCall. Alright, we'll come to that as well. Uh, um, good group of uh, guys at Ibrox when you first went in? Ah, it was good. Good bunch. So I said there was a lot of Bokken Egg and that were still there. Um, they were all obviously trying to get away because they were going down. But the, some of them stayed for a while and played games. Um, no, we had a good group. Good good boys also worked hard for each other. Because we wanted to, I know everybody thinks it should have been a breeze, but it's no when you're playing for Rangers. It's a cup, though. Playing against Peter Heaton up there. Like, it's a Hard cup night. final for us. Um, I we've got sometimes I we've got paid decent in the qualities there, but that's no, a cup final every week. Eh? They need to be top game uh, every single week. How did you find going to the AB Grins in that hard? Hard as fuck, man. It's <laughs> horrible. Oh man, <laughs> aye. Would you get abused? Aye, horrible. Because the fans are right next to the, the pitch. Eh? And because most of the games were on television. You couldn't even turn around and say, shut the fuck up, eh? <laughs> um, what, what was, can you remember like a really bad shout somebody gave you now? No, that many, eh? That was many, that? aye. But, aye, I just love to just turn around and say something, eh? <laughs> I can't help myself at times. <laughs> See, when you say about that pressure, obviously playing a Hearts, the time cast and stuff like that, but that pressure at Rangers, totally different. Because you need to win every week. Aye, because Rangers won. Aye, because it's a big club, eh, and you're expected. Yeah, but I didn't mind it, like, because I was a winner anyway. Mm. I wanted to win, like, and, and it hurt me when we go beat. Um, but the expectation at Rangers is huge. Was yeah. there boys there that couldn't handle it? There was a couple of boys, aye, that went in the shell a bit if they, they got on your back, like. Um, but, aye, no, but I didn't mind it. How was, uh, how was Ibrox? That was unbelievable. The atmosphere there was frightening. When you're doing well, it's, it's what a place to play it. Mm. But obviously, it's no nice when you're, when you're getting beaten. Uh -huh. Is that tough when you're not doing that well? Oh, it? horrible. But I did, like, again, it's, it is horrible, the atmosphere. But it didn't bother me. Like, I just got home it. Like, because there's nothing I could have done. Like, if, like, you need to win the game as a team. Mm. Um, so it just didn't bother me. I just used to just try and help each other and pull each other through, but and switch off. Uh -huh. uh, Big Lee McCulloch was, was captain. Good guy, isn't he? Big Jig. Big Jig, brilliant. Uh -huh. would, he, yeah. would he be the one that would kind of talk you through the fans and say, listen, don't worry, just keep going, it'll be fine? Aye, Big Jig was great. 
got on with Jack, honestly, a lot of respect for him. Uh, gentleman, and he would help you. Whatever you needed, if you go and say to Jig, and Jig would sort it. Mm. He would sort it. Um, a great pro, great pro. Just his attitude, and um, he still dyes his hair to this day, though, eh? Does he? Aye. I had grey hair in that. He like, never had grey hair. He used to say, I've not got grey hair. I'm telling you, man, just for me and him. <laughs> I bet Is he still, the mate? <laughs> he still, honestly, if you see him, ask him. Still, I want to ask him to this day. Like. Oh, well, he, he comes on here every now and again, so I'll ask him. Aye, ask him. Was he, would he have been the main man in the dressing room? Aye. Uh, everyone kind of look up to him. Aye, aye. He got the respect and everybody respected him because he was, like I say, experienced pro, been there, done it, um, but he helped everybody. It was good. Great times. First Scotland Cup, that period. Friendly vs Julia. Aye. Proud moment. Aye, very. Remember very. getting told you'd been called up? I did. I was actually supposed to go to the America, a game in America. Uh, I think it was after the Scottish Cup. I was supposed to go in that squad, right. uh, but I had the double hernia up. So obviously I missed that. Um, and then got that call up, I was delighted. How was uh, Craig Levine as a manager? How was he? Craig was good. And I've got a lot, of, a lot to thank him for that because I got that cap and he chose me and put me in. Um, nah, like, I respect him for that. Did you feel like you were good enough to play for Scotland? Aye. Cos people say you were at Rangers. But I got that cap for being probably one of the best players in Scottish football a month before that. It hurts. It hurts. Mm. But your fickle fans and that, then he can. And realise that you that third division, but I go back a month ago. And I just ran fucking rings with half a fucking the Prem, Scottish Prem. But they would just judge me on that because I went to Rangers. Do you think you were uh, underrated in your career? Especially at Hearts? Aye. Think you should be called up more times in Scotland? Aye, even, even when I was younger. I, I played in every single Scotland squad. Except the 21s. Why is that? And I was playing every week in the SPL. It's the only squad I never got in. Because back in that day I never played for Celtic or Rangers. I played with Inverness. And you think that still goes on now? hundred percent. Might change now, because the new manager coming in, good manager, um, and he's an honest man. Uh, he's got like boys that deserve to be in there, boys like coming to the commander squad and that. So no, he's Steve Clark's got his guy, like he's got open eyes and he's he'll let anybody in that deserve to be in. Mm -hmm. Did you used to get frustrated when you were at Hearts and the squad would get announced and you wouldn't be in it? Aye, because boys would be in the squad that's not even getting the game for the club. And you'd be sitting there going, well, wait a minute here. He's not played in about three months, but he's in the squad. So he's not even match fit or nothing. But it's just because it's no... To me, a lot of it was because of who you were. And that was it. Uh, your game for Scotland came at Easter Road. Right. <laughs> What's the chances? Frightening. Well, you couldn't obviously write it. <laughs> couldn't write it. Were you a bit worried beforehand? Nah, nah. I knew, I, was, I, knew, I didn't know the atmosphere was going to be like it was. But no, nah, I was just, no, nah, I wasn't worried at all, like. And then you got booed? Aye. Shocking, eh? Shocking. But people will go, but then I, but then I just, again, I was turning to say, well, the Kenton was there. Mm. So I'm delighted. Never booed anybody else. Didn't recognise or notice it. I said, but at least I can watch that game and they fucking seen me there. Mm. I said, so that's me. I said, I got my cap. I said, and none of the punters on the stand have got one. Mm. So, Would you get low after something like that, though? Nah. Nah, no, like when the gaffer's got to put me on, I'm pissing myself laughing. He's got his arm on my shoulder and I'm laughing away. Didn't bother me. Yeah. Even my, every time I got the ball in the park, past it, they would boo. 
That's so strange, that. Aye, it's it was, it was horrible for them. Horrible for the people that done it. Yeah. But again, I've got it, they've no. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Did you ever have low moments in your kina? Um, aye, aye, everybody goes through bad times. Um, the Inverness one was a sore one. The relegation? Aye. And uh-huh. uh, Rangers as well. Just your time in general at Rangers? Just the last six months. Uh-huh. Uh, what seemed to change the year the team got in the Championship? I don't know. I think the first game of the season against Hearts, we should have battered them. And they stole it off us. And they just got the momentum. And that just kicked the stuff out of us, eh? Mm. Um, and they just had the momentum, eh? And just kicked on. Were they the a better team than you? No. 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 We we were better than them, but they just, again, just, everyone just went for them that year. Um, aye. And that was it. Uh, McCoyst obviously left. How, how did you feel about that? I was glad. got longer. Aye. I was devastated. Because he never done anything wrong. Everybody has a wee spell in that, but he just won two leagues, so just leave him. Mm. Uh, Is that the thing out Rangers? So you didn't really get that time, doesn't it? No, you didn't need like you didn't, but he didn't need to take the job anyway. Yeah. Um, so now nah, I was I was I was kind of gutted for him. Did we did he speak to the sport squad and tell them? No. It, well, I can't remember anyway. It, I didn't think he did straight away. I can't remember if he came in and told us all and said like all the best and stuff like that, I can't remember. But nah, it was, I, was, I was sad to see him go like. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kenny McDowell took over. Coach, you, aye. You could kind of tell that Kenny didn't really want to be there, eh? Aye, he was out of his comfort zone. Um, but he was good, you know, the boys rallied around and tried to help him as much as he could as well to make him at ease, because you could see on the games on the TV and that, it wasn't, it wasn't it was like where he wanted to be. Um, but no, I have to respect for him for standing up and doing it like. Because mm, uh, McCoyston, McDowell, they played, you played all the time, didn't you? Aye, uh-huh. every week. Played every week with them when I was fit uh, because they knew 110%, that's all they'd get. Like, I, I wouldn't go in a park not to try. Um, so no, that, again, I thank them for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what was your thoughts when you heard Stuart McCall was getting it? Because he'd done well at Motherwell, hadn't he? Aye, no, I, I didn't know him. Didn't know him. Never heard anything about him, so... I thought that's what your band at Inverness was modelled on, Stuart McCall's. Some weird dude back then, man, honestly. That was a shock, oh, I seen it on Google the other day. That's terrible. Good what job. was that all about? Okay, I don't know. Thought you were a ticket. That's Aye. what it was. Uh, <laughs> right, anyway, it was McCall. bad, like. <laughs> what were your first thoughts when you got it? I think I was... We Nicky Law was here. So he had played with him and had spoke to us and said about his... His training and that um, was good and stuff, so I was like, like buzzing because like a good session and that. And he came in and I took training and, that, and I was buzzing. Um, training was brilliant, and even to this day, I'll, I'll probably technical sessions and different varying it for every day, Monday to Friday. Right. It's probably the best coach. Is he right? Aye, up there with probably the best I've had on a pitch. So. What was the issue with you then? Why I did you not play it? I need to meet him in a dark alley and ask him. <laughs> Telling you. So, what, you just stopped playing you? Aye. But you not. came out and said that you think people sit behind the scenes had something to do with it as well? 100%. But and what, makes you, what makes you think that? 
So how can you play every week and then go from playing every week to not? And the wee boy that was playing in front of me, I know it was not good enough, but you find out through the grapevine, fucking his auntie was cutting Stuart McCall's hair. <laughs> no chance, you're at it. I'm fucking telling you. <laughs> no. Telling you? Because he came in the training and started speaking to your auntie, she cut my hair. Honestly, don't know if he was getting a freebie. <laughs> fucking, needs to finish it anyway. <laughs> Uh, but obviously knowing the type of guy you are, when he's not playing it, would you go and chap his door and ask him why you're not playing? All the time, eh? Oh, you've got a chance, you've got a chance. Um, and then obviously, so never got one. And then we came to the playoff away, Motherwell away. And I believe we would have went up, by the way, if he wasn't the manager. And if McCoyce was the manager? Right. Why, what makes you say that? He come in and never changed that team. Boys were done on their legs, couldn't run. Run out of steam. Motherwell fresh, we run out of steam because he had his boys, his boys played. Um, they could have, honestly, they could have had a one out of 10 performance, but they would have still played. Um, aye, and he just needed, never freshened it up. We knew we were getting into the playoffs, we knew we were there. So he just freshened it up, mm. recover. But no, he cost us. I think you're there for a free haircut, eh? I know. Honestly, so, it's not even finished, eh? <laughs> see, when, uh, see when he named the team and you weren't in it? Fuming. I don't even think he named the team. He pulled me in the changing room. And the true story. So, the game was, it was a Saturday or something and I was going on holiday. Um, the next game morning for Manchester, so we were away at Motherwell. All the kit, Jimmy's put all the kit in out. Um, and I remember I sat down on the kit. Toilet bag and that, and he's came over, arm room me. No joke, and he's went, I know you're going to be disappointed. And I've looked at him. He went, I'm not going to avoid you, do He went, I totally understand if you want to take your keys and go home. I went, Are you fucking winding me up, you? I said, You bring me here to this game, and you spoke to all the senior pros yesterday and told me the day we need to come. I said, You dragged me here, knowing that my missus and daughter's on a train driving to Manchester on the rain. I said, you've dragged me here and told me that two minutes before we need to get changed. I just looked at him and that's it. No respect for the guy. No respect whatsoever. And did he have a comeback now? Nah. And he's never looked at the path I've walked again, never even come near me. How sad is it your Rangers career ended, ended like that? That's horrible. Horrible. Because I loved playing for the club. Did you? Um, and I had a year left. And partly my fault that I never got it in writing. But you respect the club. At the time, I've went, done it. Um, and I had done an appearance thing in it. And what, have you made so many appearances you get another year? 20 appearances and I get my fourth year. And you'd done the 20? Played about 28. And we played Queenie South away. It was just, there might have been the game because he was leaving. Right. And he pulled me before the game and said, look, didn't you worry about your appearances? I'm playing you anyway. So that made me look, now when I look back, thinking, he summed up the stairs saying, don't play him. But McCoy's played me, so I've done it. Played a couple of games. Um, and they never gave me the fourth year. God's sake. Unreal. So you wanted to stay, huh? Wanted to stay, because now when I look at it, when Morbin come in, I think I would have I played the way he played football, so I think I would have done all right under him. Did you? Did no one ask, like your agent or that, no ask what, what happened to that fourth year? No. How, why no? Football's. Is that another problem as well? Yeah. Uh, right, okay. Uh, mate, it's been absolutely brilliant, but uh, 
after Rangers had spells at Shrewsbury, Blackpool. Uh, how do you look back on your career? I had a great career, uh, and I'm delighted with it. You know, no, no regrets, no regrets whatsoever. Um, I set out to to play for big clubs, played for big clubs, and win stuff. Uh, and obviously, I got a cap. So to look back and achieve what I did, done all right. I'm, I'm delighted, eh? Mate, it's been a pleasure. I loved oh, it. Thanks very man. much. Thank Cheers, you. mate. Pleasure. Thank you. Vodafone is now Ireland's largest fibre broadband provider. We've got fibre broadband here in Dublin. Here in Clifton. And now here. We could soon be powering this podcast you're about to listen to. So you can wonder on your computer from the comfort of your own sofa. Curiosity is everywhere on Vodafone, Ireland's largest fibre broadband provider. From €30 per month, search Vodafone Gigabit Broadband. Terms apply. Subject to availability and selected areas. Average speeds based on Comrade Market Share data Q1 2020. New customers only. Subject to 12-month contract. Offer ends 22nd of November 2020. See Vodafone.ie forward slash fixed terms for full terms. The Innocence Project gives a conservative estimate that there are over 20,000 innocent people currently locked away in U.S. prisons, convicted of crimes they did not commit. Unjust and Unsolved, a new true crime podcast from investigative journalist Maggie Freeling and the Obsessed Network, tells the stories of these people and these crimes. Maggie began the project by sending letters to people in prison whose stories haunted her, and she heard back from nearly all of them. They all wanted their stories to be heard. Each episode focuses on a single case. The stories are told through original interviews with the convicted person, their loved ones, lawyers, and advocates. Maggie examines the crimes, sharing all the evidence pointing away from the convicted person, and, in some instances, presenting the case for other suspects. Unjust and Unsolved is a compelling mix of investigative journalism and true crime storytelling. Find Unjust and Unsolved in all Obsessed Network podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. 
And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.